1: Welcome to episode 41 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm Esther Newman, the editor of Women's Running, and in this episode, I speak to Anna McNuff. Again. This is a bit of an anniversary episode, as Anna was our very first podcast guest in May 2020. Check out that in episode one. I'd interviewed her then a few months previously at the National Running Show in person, when life was very, very different. ...when I didn't even know how to spell coronavirus, and here she is after having quite an epic year. Not content with just surviving the pandemic and lockdown, she's also decided to get pregnant, buy her first house and have a baby at the same time. So she's had rather a lot on. We have a chat about pregnancy and what it was like being pregnant and giving birth during that oddest of years... She talks about her newest love, cold water swimming, and how that became one of the great positives of both lockdown and pregnancy. She also talks very frankly about postnatal pelvic health and introduces the concept of dumbbells for your down below. Yes, you heard that right. She also talks about her running during pregnancy and after, and how in both cases she is sensibly listening to her body and carefully adapting her ambitions to ensure she nurtures and strengthens herself in the best possible way. But as you might expect, she cannot wait to get her trail shoes back on. This episode is sponsored by Decathlon. Decathlon sells clothing and equipment for over 70 sports online and in 47 stores across the UK. Thanks to their in-house brands, such as road running brand Kiprun, they're able to create expertly designed products offering unbeatable value for money, making running accessible for everyone. And we know you love Decathlon too because you awarded them Retailer of the Year in our Women's Running Readers' Choice 2020 Awards. So pick up a pair of Decathlon shoes and run more this summer. Oh, good! I'm so pleased. Well, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt like your day because like with a newborn, it's a nightmare, isn't it? Surely to find some time.
0: Uh, yeah it's so weird because uh, I mean life exists in like 45 minute blocks and sometimes that 45 minute blocks there's like I'm like 27 minutes of it is shoving some food down my mouth and then clearing things up and then trying to get some work in and then sometimes I can actually just get some work done um, but yeah it's it I, I, It makes me think what did I do with my time before I had a baby <laughs> yeah. like, what, just what did I do I, I I think I procrastinated a lot more and faffed a lot more so I think it makes you look more focused in a way so it good.
1: really does there is an efficiency angle I think yes
0: there, there is a benefit there is a benefit definitely but yeah it always <laughs> just feels like this mad as soon as like she. Their heads just down in the crib it's like go 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 do what you've got to do both <laughs> yeah. of us are like oh.
1: yeah <laughs> that's good, good. yeah and I, like because well I wanted to talk to you anyway but um I mean you were our very first podcast guest way back when I remember
0: when. that where, where were we was that the running show
1: yeah it was the the running, running show. show. we were in a
0: side room weren't we yeah that's in yeah, oh, that strange room that just seems like ages ago in so many ways because there were thousands of people under one roof
1: yeah wow and it was, yeah. it was such an exciting experience like for, for many, many reasons. It was so brilliant. And then everything changed within three months. It was crazy.
0: It, that, yeah. God, I to think back on that now.
1: Yeah. That, is, that is
0: insane. But, but hey, it looks like things are coming back. So that, yes.
1: fingers I'm crossed. feeling positive. Crossed. But yeah, because I mean, you were our first and we wanted to get you. I thought it would be just like such a lovely thing to get you on. like Basically, the anniversary of the podcast is basically now-ish. Um oh so, is it so, yeah pretty much cake
0: or anything is really cake going on
1: sadly no no i, I could probably find your protein oh. bar if you fancied it but um <laughs> <no>. <laughs> <laughs> um and I thought you know it would be lovely to talk to you because you know you've like you've done a couple of things like in the interim and it'd be quite nice to have a chat about what, yeah what's changed Let's um, do which it. I don't think it's very much you know it's just no same old, life's same pretty old, much
0: yeah that's it nothing's yeah. different at all yet. yeah <laughs> <laughs> because I did everything you could possibly do through lockdown moved house had uh, sorry bought a house had yeah. a baby um any any other monumental things no I think that was enough really well got pregnant actually is the first bit got pregnant bought a house had a baby
1: there you go that's the thing because like so when I was talking to you January 2020 I remember one question I said to you was um what's your next adventure Anna and you said (laughs) babies and I was like that's really sweet that's really sweet you know yeah let's see what happens kind of thing and what do you know
0: Well, this is don't 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 get Jamie going on this subject because he's like, I've got super sperm. I'm like, hang on. (laughs) But I played quite a role in this conception as well. It you know, there was growing inside me. I received it. Yeah. So uh no, but I'm so grateful because it did. I can't I can't we we managed to work it out and actually it was like, right, let's have a baby, and then it didn't take too long. So Mm -hmm. that in itself I was quite amazed at considering what I'd done to my body during Barefoot Britain. I thought I, I thought it was going to take a lot longer for my body to get back to a place where it, was, where it trusted me to carry a baby. I thought it was yeah. going to be like, "No, you're not ready because you're going to go and destroy it, but um uh, yeah, so very grateful.
1: good so and how was that how was How was pregnancy, and how was being pregnant in lockdown? What's that like? I mean, obviously you don't know what being pregnant. Yeah, that's like true. Actually, I haven't got any other much.
0: comparisons. Um, God, how honest can I be? <laughs> um, I I really did not enjoy being pregnant, and I don't. When I say that, I I feel there's a there's a um, uh, I don't want to say guilt because I don't like guilt because it's a it's a it's a bad thing. But there's a guilt that comes with it because I know how grateful I am to have a child, and and I'm in amazement at what my body did. But I really did not enjoy the, I think it's the lack of control over your body, the the change from being so active, being able to run so much to then I found running really difficult and had to stop quiet early on. Mm. The, The constant, it was like waking up every day and not knowing how I was going to feel. And then, and I tried to describe it to Jamie, I said, because like, I say to you, you know, you have a fat day, you just wake up and you just feel horrendous, mm. and you just you don't look any different, but you I call it fat day. And and it felt like I was so many of those days where I just woke up, I just felt groggy and I started snoring in the in the last two months. So Jay had to go into the spare room because there's all this like relaxing, and you're just like this big, <laughs> snotty monster. I put on so much weight, like I put on oh, what should I put on something like I think I was uh, like 24 kilos in weight I put on, which if you then, you know, and I'm going, hang on, what's going on? And you you look at the averages and according to the averages, I shouldn't be putting that much weight on, but I'm a five foot 10 girl. I had a perfectly healthy, normal baby, but I just, yeah, everything about it just felt uncomfortable and enormous. And I just, yeah. So I didn't really enjoy it. I have to say the, the to be fair, the last six to eight weeks I had amazing hair and very glowy skin and um and that was wonderful and I really enjoyed that I just like go, oh my god my hair's so bouncy look at that <laughs> <laughs> everything else just out the window just, yeah so um yeah I, I really struggled with it and I think I struggled with it as well because I, I hadn't read much about people not enjoying pregnancy I just had read that everyone loves it and um enjoys the mother earthness of it and I was just like okay great let's get the baby out let's get on you know come yeah, on yeah. Yeah, I th- so I feel
1: like um, I feel like we should have had a chat because I, yeah. I can empathise <laughs> here. So, like almost everything you said is uh, is just like a mirror image of what I went through. I put really? on a, an absolute load of weight, and I was sort of fine with it because I just, you know, it was extra space in which to prop the chocolate digestives. I didn't yeah. mind. <laughs> yeah, but you just—it's the, un- the discomfort of it, isn't it? Really? Yeah, and yeah. That was and, it
0: and that lack of control and and you just I there is no rule book and I don't suddenly you're in living every day in this body that you don't understand that's what I felt like I felt like I've such a um I know everyone has a close personal relationship with their body but I feel like I've, I've spent years like getting closer to understanding my body and and um and then it's just all out the window and I'm like what is this who am I what is going on so yeah, yeah. But to be fair, um, actually, I understand why, you, would, why we, you wouldn't have said anything. And I I, I mean, I'm putting on a podcast now, but if you're pregnant, don't listen to this because everyone's, <laughs> the thing is everyone's experience is different, isn't it? You might yeah. feel amazing for nine months and absolutely adore it. So um, I think it's just, it's about a lot of stuff, hormones, chemistry, personal
1: preference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And were you able to join any kind of like NCT group or anything like that? Did you have any kind of um, allies? They were.
0: They were going to be virtual, and we got. I, was, I mean, there is so much to think about with your first child. Like, I. I mean, I think Jamie came in the room one day, and I was. Uh, I was in tears, and it was. it must have been about thirty-four weeks. It's like, are you okay? And I was crying because I couldn't find an environmentally friendly changing mat. <laughs> and I'd just gone down this rabbit hole, and I spent like 45 minutes trying to find a changing mat that didn't kill the planet, Mm. and um, and I couldn't find one, and I was so frustrated because I didn't want to spend 45 minutes looking for it, but equally I didn't want to buy some plastic terrible thing, Um, and that is just an example of like repeat that several times over. So by the time we got to talking about um, NCT classes, we were really late in the day. Um, They were all full up, and then we actually signed up and then um, I we pulled out like at the last minute because I I was so focused. I'd read so many I I'd, I'd read like hypnotherapy books and really positive birth books, and I was mm-hmm. like a horse with blinkers. And I thought I feel really comf- comfortable and confident about birth now, and I'm worried that if I allow more information in, and 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 allow other people's opinions. I I felt like I was going into a race and I was like I'm tunnel vision so we pulled out and actually for me that was the right decision because um it got me in the right mindset for birth but that did mean I didn't have a network or anything
1: um but it's been all right it's been all right it's been different but um yeah Yeah. I mean that that network must have been like reduced or different because of lockdown I guess
0: uh yes yes so I mean I think you just you rumble on don't you with what you just accept it all as normal and then I realized the other day I mean she's five months old now and I've only breastfed in public once in the park Ah. and that's it Mm. and that just shows you how much time I've spent in my house like I just or you know at my at my parents house or at Jamie's mum's or um there's just not been a need to breastfeed her anywhere else because I'm always at home. Uh, so that really, I really went, wow, that is a different experience, I think, mm-hmm. from a normal pregnancy. Um, and we, we went over for drinks with a friend in the garden on Saturday. And it was just so exciting. I mean, Jamie put skinny jeans on and he's lived in his pyjamas. And I was like, whoa, you look hot in those skinny jeans. <laughs> and I was like, I had my denim jacket on. I was like, I'm going out. <laughs> um, and there was just like, we're just going over to someone's garden. So um, yeah, it was, uh, I definitely, I'm intrigued to see what impact it will have, if any, on her personality because she's been so closed off. But um uh yeah, it was definitely something I'll look back on. I think if, if we have another one,
1: I'll I'll be able to compare. But yeah. you do what you do. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So tell me about um tell me about your running while you've been pregnant. What while you were pregnant, what happened there? Because I know you I mean you said earlier on that you stopped earlier than you perhaps had wanted to.
0: Yeah. I started off um really eager to and thought I would keep running up until really close to birth and and partly just because of things I'd seen and read and you know you don't know what you don't know so this whole pregnancy body world is just this other thing until you're suddenly in it and then you start learning about it and so I thought I thought running through pregnancy was about (laughs) this sounds so stupid naive in hindsight just about how badly you wanted to go running well surely if you want to go running badly enough you'll just go running like and um I just feel like such an idiot thinking that um and also you know my mum is my mum is like she's just exercise crazy and we've chatted about this since but yeah she was saying things to me like yes I was you know going for a run the day before your brother was born it felt like he was about to drop out from between my legs but I went anyway and um it was sort of this like badge of honor um but she's since admitted that she was she did that because she it, she felt like she, she didn't want people to think she was being lazy and she didn't want people to think oh she's just sitting around being pregnant and useless and which is <laughs> very honest of her to admit that and i like, you're growing a human but um so my journey was started off um I think I think for the first like three months it was fine I mean I felt pretty dreadful like that's when, how I first knew I was pregnant because I went for a run and came back and went that was horrendous and I thought oh, I might just do a pregnancy test <laughs> and uh, so running told me I was pregnant basically <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, and then I think quite quickly yeah but after the first three months I had a little spike where I felt amazing because the first three months were out of the way and I think I was I was running like seven or eight miles or whatever and then and then quite quickly after that, it just got really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's when I started to read more about things. And I went to see a women's health physio and basically said that it feels like I'm eating a massive roast dinner. I've eaten one every time I go for a run. Mm-hmm. And she basically just said, yeah, there's a reason for that. That, you know, your baby is bouncing around on your pelvic floor. There's all this extra weight that it's not designed to take. And, uh, and yeah, I just left her office and went, what am I doing? I'm not enjoying it. It's not fun. I want to be able to run for the rest of my life. So therefore, if that means I I don't run for the next six months or whatever, then that to me was the most
1: sensible decision.
0: That was really hard to do.
1: Yeah. How many um, weeks pregnant were you then?
0: I was 24 weeks then. And I okay. wish I'd stopped sooner. I think um, if we have another baby, I think I'll definitely stop around the three month marker.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um just again personal preference you know I know people that feel amazing and keep running the whole way through but I think I realized my reasons for running were the wrong reasons my reasons were I'm not I'm not gonna give up you know I'm not soft it's like well it's nothing to do with that at all actually the the sensible thing to do um yeah but it was hard because it's like running so linked to my identity you know it's um uh that's that's a hard thing to put to the side and say I am I am not that part of me is just getting parked for a little while
1: yeah um so yeah it was tough so did you did you find anything to replace it uh
0: swimming cold water swimming Esther have you done lots (laughs) no no I'm a very cold
1: person (laughs) (laughs) it terrifies me
0: (laughs) does it just make you feel cold thinking about it Uh,
1: yeah
0: (laughs) I I found it was the most the best thing because I was pregnant through winter and uh I I couldn't do I I mean I was still swimming like lane swimming and I was just gradually getting more and more like a tugboat which was hilarious and <laughs> gradually just having to downgrade in the lanes and um, and also like people were overtaking me and sometimes you say sometimes it was like you know, men in their wetsuits or whatever and mm-hmm. I just wanted to go I'm thirty nine weeks pregnant you know like when they were like on, get out of the way. Um, uh but I actually just started getting into cold water swimming and I even to the point where I started having cold baths I would have a cold bath like three times a week because yeah (laughs) you're like oh god Uh, the thought of it now (laughs) no I just couldn't do it but um it was all linked to the breath work and the breathing you do when you ease into cold water it's very similar to birth so um or how you're supposed to do birth I mean I just sounded like a farmyard animal when I actually gave birth. But, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: do you know what I mean? It's like oh, yeah. the,
0: the control, uh, attempting to exert control over your body going, what the hell? <laughs> you yeah, um, only to
1: low, don't you? Yeah, yeah
0: that's it. <laughs> Yeah so um but there was a hilarious so I was cold water swimming basically and then there was one there was one day where we went we were looking for different spots to go because I love it because you can go in for just we literally in for probably 4 minutes and cuz I had double the blood volume in my body and this massive bump and all this extra fat I was great and <laughs> I was staying in much longer and Jamie who's got like no fat on him whatsoever was in and out and chattering on the shore <laughs>
1: um
0: but we went to this one lake in Evesham, just up the road. We drove there, we parked up, and we had to have a safety briefing from this woman. And we had a big dry robe on, so you know I was all covered up. And then she did everything, and then we signed a waiver and all that. You know, if if, if I Peggy, it, it's not your fault, and all that. Mm-hmm. And then we got into we got to the edge of the water, and I took my robe off. And then she said, "Is there anything else that you want to ask me, or you should, or we should know?" And I just said, "Oh, I just I should I should probably tell you that I'm pregnant." And she just well, was like she froze <laughs> and she said you should be you're pregnant and, like, Why haven't you and I said yeah, yeah I'm pregnant I'm pregnant." And she says right right well, right how pregnant are you and I said well it was due on Friday and this was like Sunday <laughs> by this point point." and I said technically tink- I'm full term and then she just I just like, okay and she could see I'm trying to calm herself and she let me carry on and then I got in the water and I just heard her on the radio it's like there were some kayakers in the lake and she just, she just said she just said okay Johnny Johnny and Sarah we have a pregnant lady she is full term um, she's going into the water I repeat a pregnant lady in the water she assures <laughs> me she's been cold water swimming before
1: um I just thought it was really funny <laughs> did you survive that or do I did I was
0: great yeah it was really cold um but I just I just loved it so that was my that was my replacement for running and uh yeah and and I I just loved it so it's given me this new love of swimming have you done but, it since but, then no. And I've not had a cold bath since uh, either. Um, I, funnily enough, I've got no motivation to go and sit in a cold bath. What a ridiculous idea that was. Um, <laughs> but no, no cold water swimming only because uh, the, be- the the best cold water swim spots are a sort of 40 minute drive. And little Storm is not a fan of the car. So we're, it's just. We just haven't got there yet, but I don't think we're far off being able to at least drive to like Clevedon or something with her, and then do past the baby while one of us goes in. Nice. Um, but it'll be summer by that point, so it'll be warm water swimming. Well, yeah, as
1: as all swimming should be, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's what we's for, Esther. It's just we
1: then suddenly it's warm, <laughs> but only for a short time. I mean, that's true. It's a passing, <laughs> a passing phase. <laughs> so. Um, so you went swimming so that so when did you give birth and 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 tell me your birth story I love a birth story
0: Oh um oh regarding the birth cuz Jamie says. filmed it <laughs> Jamie filmed it the things I let him film so there is a YouTube video from his perspective of me giving birth there's oh not graphic God. bits I know but um uh, my birth story oh is I mean it was the most straightforward amazing birth you could imagine I was actually getting quite um I was getting quite tetchy and um, frustrated because I was, I think I was, I'd hit 41 weeks and there'd been all this chat. um, I mean, I had a lovely midwife, but there are procedures and there are rules um, and you are measured against averages of averages of averages. Mm -hmm. And um, I was being told that my baby was small because my bump had hardly popped out and they were getting concerned but I felt fine and you know they'd been I had no complications nothing except a few back issues and then they were talking about sending me for a scan and the thing is once you start going down that road it's sort of the intervention route and so I was adamant that I wasn't going for a scan Um, and then I also was questioning I was saying things like what are these averages based on because I'm taller Therefore, my my body has bigger cavity, so how's a baby? So it's probably not gonna pop out as much. Mm-hmm. You know, there are all these questions. Um so I was getting quite frustrated and then um I think it was we went to the cinema, we watched Wonder Woman the night before. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know what I actually that day I said to Jamie, because everyone kept once you're past your due date, which I think due date should be banned for oh a start. My
1: God yeah, tell me about it, yeah.
0: H- horrendous a complete mm. mental head screw and then everyone's just constantly asking you has the baby come yet has the baby come yet mm. and you're supposed to be all relaxed and zenny for the baby to come and it's like watching a kettle boil you know it's just yeah, um, yeah. a kettle boil no because kettles boil i mean a watched boil pot never boils whatever that says one of those things yeah. one, of, them, you know, paint, <laughs> one of the things that they do the thing that yeah <laughs> that's it when you watch it yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> and, um and then I said to Jamie the day before I said I'm going to change my mindset because I keep saying to everyone this baby is not coming anytime soon because everyone kept saying has your baby dropped And I was thinking, no, it's not dropped or whatever that means, you know, your bum Mm. drops. And so I kept saying, well, it's not coming soon, clearly. And then I just said, I'm going to change my mindset, you know, it's going to be here soon. And then 4am the following morning, um, I was, I'd woken up for, I usually had a peppermint tea and a bowl of cereal at three o'clock in the morning, standard pregnancy stuff. (laughs) And then my waters broke. And uh, and I was like, oh my gosh. So I left Jamie in bed till about uh, nine o'clock. Um, I drove to McDonald's and got a double sausage and egg McMuffin.
1: What? <laughs> this is not standard pregnancy I, behavior.
0: I, I know. <laughs> and because I was just craving, suddenly I was craving like salt and fat and I was starving. And I was like, I'm going to go for a cheeky Mackey D. It's like, no one will know. <laughs> right. So <laughs> I, I drove to McDonald's and I was half an hour too early for a chocolate milkshake, which really upset me. Oh. Um, yeah, I know. And uh, And then I got back and then, woke Jamie up at nine o'clock and said I was just really chilled I was like look we've planned a day of Disney movies when the, when this birth thing happens you know we're supposed to stay all relaxed so let's just get the Disney movies going and then I think within an hour after that I was on the bed and my contractions were 20 minutes apart <gasps> and you could see he was just like what's going on what we're not watching Disney <laughs> and I was, I was like breathing and swaying my hips. And then, and I said, cause I was having a home birth. So I said, you've got, I, I was, I was like, have not got any biscuits for the midwife. we have not got any biscuits. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I said, we can't have like, you know, it could be a long, long experience. Like we need food for the midwife. So I sent him out to Aldi and um, while he was at Aldi, like my contractions got like 10 minutes apart, and then like eight minutes apart. And so I just texted him was like, you just come back quite quickly, please. And then, um, basically, long story short, we had a doula support. So I messaged her and said, "I think this is getting quite intense. Um, can you come as soon as possible?" And then I'd call the hospital and let them know. But the midwife, uh, they thought it was going to be ages, so the midwife hadn't even come. So then there was a rush call to the midwife, and she had to come so quickly that uh, she didn't have any of the birth equipment, like no gas and air, nothing with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I ended up. I think I was in labor for about three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And then popped her out in the birthing pool next to the Christmas tree, like with a lot of farmyard noises, very intense. <laughs> <laughs> like, that makes it sound easy, but it was like, as I think you'd said before, you'd said you found birth this really empowering experience. And oh, it's just like nothing. Like, you can't describe it to someone who's not been through it. And I don't think it, you should know until you've been through it. You know, it's one of those things that mm-hmm. it's, uh, yes, yeah, phenomenal, just phenomenal.
1: Yeah. Um, I, love, I love what you're saying about the biscuits, though, because um, I remember after I had my first, I remember speaking to people about, about the things that they thought they needed when they <laughs> went in to give birth the first time. And yeah. there was someone I know, <clears throat> and I remember her telling me that she bought mascara to hospital. And um, <laughs> and I said that not only had I bought mascara, but I bought a pack of playing cards. I don't know <laughs> I just thought there'd be acres of time between contractions you know the books lead you to believe that yeah it's Disney movie time isn't it that's it yeah and especially as your first one even when I called the hospital I was like
0: in some pretty intense contractions and they were going okay so it's probably gonna be a while now you know and I was going yeah it's just um yeah, the things you think you need. That, Jamie came out with a really good spread, bless him. He had pastries, <laughs> he had everything. Yeah, absolutely everything. But funnily enough, I didn't eat anything else. And we got to, I think I was like, I think it must have been an hour before she was born. And the doula said to me, have you eaten anything, Anna? Because I was starting to shake because I was so tired. Mm. And, uh, and 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 I, and I didn't, of course, my brain's going, all I have was a sausage and egg and muffin at six o'clock this morning. But I was like, I can't tell her. So <laughs> then I just blurted it out, I was like, Garble McMuffin. She said, like, "What?" And I went, "McMuffin." And so I did my whole labour on just sausage and muffin.
1: Yeah, <laughs> shame. That's quite an advert for McDonald's, though, isn't it? Oh my gosh, so bad. Hey, whatever works. Exactly, whatever gets you through. Whatever yeah. gets you through. Um, so let's go to um let's go to post birth then, because yes. and mostly because I read there was a post that you wrote um quite recently and it made me have a little cry and you were you were Aww. talking about an experience that you had which I'll let you talk through but it was to do with babies pelvic floors and backs and it just yes. sounded horrific what what was oh, going it was on in like the
0: kitchen it was at like yes. the kitchen yeah yeah they basically my lower back was a bit dodge anyway and I've just been to the chiropractor today and I've understood a lot more about what's going on in my body but basically she was like you're here hips are like she can get my leg and just like move it across the room and and she's like your hips are so mobile and I'm a bit hyper mobile anyway so basically pregnancy and I'm still breastfeeding so all the still in your body mm-hmm. it just makes me like mrs tickle and everything just moves <laughs> and of course that's great when a baby come out but not great when you're trying to run walk or you sit in a position for a long time and everything is just really struggled and quite i had a back issue at like thir- 36 weeks where I, I, it was so silly it was my fault i pushed it and basically irritated my disc and ended up with some nerve damage on, on my right side um but then after pregnancy my lower back was just so sore because everything was still all wobbling all over the place and so other parts of my back it's like it's like it won't let go it's like if i let go your your pelvis is going to fall apart mm-hmm. and um and that all seemed to be impacting on my pelvic floor and everything. And I think it was, yeah, there was a couple of weeks after, maybe it was actually like six weeks or something after giving birth, there was the thing I wrote about was I was in the kitchen and I was holding storm and Jamie was out and I felt sneeze come on. Now, I mean, new mums just hate sneezing anyway. And especially if you've got a back that goes into spasm every time you cough or sneeze. And I, I sneezed and I, I just like, I just, my legs just gave way. I just hit the floor. I'm like clutching Storm in one arm and I wet myself mm-hmm. and lost complete control of my bladder. And then I just started crying. And I was just like, like, I just thought in this moment, if you zoomed out and looked at me, I just thought, what a mess, like what is going on? And I just, I wasn't myself, you know, like my physical health is everything I pride myself on. And even if I'm not going fast or hard, at least like to think I'm strong and fit and healthy. And I just, I, you know, I couldn't even sneeze without all of that going on. And yeah, that was, that was the point where I went, I have to do something about this. Like my health has to become a priority. I know I'm tired. I know Storm needs feeding. I know everything else is going on, but Yeah, that was the point where I just thought this is this is not right. This is not right. It's not. It's not the way it's supposed to be. So in a way, it was good because it was the start of getting back on the exercise horse and trying to actually work out Mm -hmm. what's going on. Um, um, But it's been a long journey. But I did a 26 minute run uh, this weekend.
1: Oh, for you
0: the first yeah I honestly it was the first run I've done in nine months like a full like no no walking you know running so um I'm getting there uh but yeah my, my I can't wait to just to get I just want to get back I just want to be back like running all over the place but
1: slowly so what was slowly the, after that experience what did what um did you access any kind of help any support from anyone
0: Um, uh, yes. So I think that was part of it was actually reaching out to people um, because I find that the reaching out isn't so much about, it is about their help, but it's also about making that commitment to yourself. So I booked in to, well, I emailed the women's health physio that I'd seen in, um, in London was the first thing I did because I thought I can't just keep pretending like, oh, it's fine. I'll just work it out. Mm. Um, so I emailed her as the first thing I did. And she came back straight away with a video showing me what was probably going on. And then I booked in with a more local women's health physio to get that sorted. I went back to my chiropractor and I started doing um, some, oh, it's so boring, like for online, the core work, you know, like tilting your pelvis forward and then trying to, I couldn't do a bridge, yeah. you know, when you lie on the back and you try and like lift your bum off the floor, like mm-hmm. I, my glutes and my abs were so weak. I couldn't, like, I couldn't lift my bum off the floor. And I was like, yeah. what? Like I don't, I think the last time I haven't been able to do a bridge, I was probably a three month old. Like I just, what is going on? Um So I think it was just making that commitment and asking for some help and getting a bit of guidance, but I'm still a big believer and you've got to work out what your own recipe is. So I'm taking bits from everyone. Yeah. Um And I just, I feel so much more positive about it now. So um yeah, I'm what, five months after having a baby and I'm just about getting to the point of being able to do a close to half an hour run. So um it's it's nothing like I expected my my post-birth journey would be but that is what it is and that's my body so
1: yeah yeah I I spoke to um something that reminded me of I spoke to this really really lovely woman and she was talking about pelvic floor health and particularly post-birth and stuff and she was talking about and she's really passionate about it and she was saying that in her experience whenever she talked to women at the school gates for instance about you know pelvic floors or whatever that there's there was like a kind of a general acceptance that after you've had kids that this happens to you that it's just it's yeah it's it's not even a taboo it's a kind of it's a giggled kind of shared experience yes yeah we just put
0: ourselves that's what we do yeah 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 and she was really
1: passionately saying that it just doesn't have to be that way it just doesn't that way
0: yeah and I think there is a lack of um uh, a lack of education and a lack of going. Yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to put up with it. You know, mm-hmm. like I've got. I've got a friend who said to me, like she's worried if she coughs or sneezes in a, a business meeting because she's worried she'll wet herself. Oh, she knows she will. And I just think, shitty, what you? excuse my language. So speak that one out. Quite all right. I'm no. Just... Keep it in. <laughs> <laughs> There's no kids listening, we fine. I just think, what's that like? You know, what's that like? You've got enough you're nervous enough in a in a business meeting if it's a big one. Like you don't want to be worrying about sneezing and wetting yourself, you know. Um yeah and oh man the pelvic floor journey again it's this other thing that you don't know until you're on it Mm. um I had no idea you can get weights for your vagina like dumbbells (laughs) for the down below I have been (laughs) using them and they're I I just it's amazing I I just love it I feel like I'm like on a little like workout it is it's
1: great (laughs) yeah so
0: I think we all need dumbbells for our bits
1: yeah. Yeah. Vagina dumbbells. Nice.
0: I um, <laughs> haven't got my mum on it as well. She'll kill me for saying this, but she was fascinated and then she's got them as well. And so she texts me being like, I oh, did 20 minutes this morning. It was like, it's brilliant. Yeah. It's lovely. I mean, this whole shared experience with my mum about our pelvic floors is great.
1: Well, the woman I spoke to who was also talking about the vagina dumbbells and she said that she could run in them.
0: That is advanced. That is, it, I though? mean, I normally, yeah, I, I normally do them with stand up desk. So before I'm about, I've got like half an hour of prep. So I, I, I use them because you're supposed to use them standing up. And, uh, and they're like a weighted tampon for anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about. Why would you, unless you've used them? But, um, but there have been times where I've, I've like almost started the talk and gone, oh my God, I need to go and take my weights out and not present to this corporate room of people with vagina weights in. Um, <laughs> there's, there's ones a... you can get as well. Yeah, they linked to your, I haven't looked at these, but they link linked to your phone. And if you squeeze like an angry bird fires out of a
1: catapult and stuff.
0: <laughs> like a Game Boy for your bits. Like it's
1: just, <laughs> oh, it's this whole other world. That's amazing. I feel like I need that in my life. Oh my that's god, brilliant. who doesn't? Tetris. Tetris. Tetris and it, maybe if you could do it like as a group activity, it could be yeah. sort of like Minecraft, couldn't it? Yeah,
0: well, like what well, well the kids play Fortnite, you know, what? everyone's just on on the mics <laughs> chatting, squeezing their power claws, being like pew 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 Yeah, to yeah. make to
1: make right Yeah, that's <laughs> I love it. We need <laughs> to make it a thing. <laughs> um, so so anyway, uh fucking um but so what do you think, right, in terms of that, in terms of, like, um, what what's the message that we need to be getting out to women about pelvic floors and running and exercise and stuff?
0: I think it's just, um, it's a bit like, um, it's a bit like boobs, I think. Okay, you know, why why are boobs so sexual? They're sexual because of the media and all of that, and you know, and then when you start breastfeeding, you realise, oh, this is what they're for. And I think the thing about our pelvic floors is, it's a muscle like any other part of your body. And it's a very, very important muscle. And yet it's the bit we just don't pay any attention to. So, you know, imagine if you've got an injured bicep and you're just like, oh, well, it'll be fine. You know, your arms are like dangling, hanging off and <laughs> torn. And you're like, well, it's just the way it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. it n- so I think that's the message is that it's not a just because it's linked to birth and private parts. It's, it's not, it shouldn't necessarily be a private thing, but also it can heal like any other muscle. And, um, and yeah, and I think it's about education before, before pregnancy and after pregnancy as well. But um, I'm definitely committed for the rest of my life. I'm like, I'm going to be doing these for the rest of my life now because yeah, I I want to stay fit and strong and healthy everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the message. It's just any other muscle.
1: And then, and, Um, in terms of your running so you're up to 26 minutes how did you get to there how did that have you just (laughs) done it very progressively
0: yeah well Esther I tried to follow a couch to 5k like a good girl and then I did it for a week and then got frustrated Mm. because my back was still really sore and I couldn't do the program and then had a week off because I had a book launch and life was crazy and then I went out and thought oh I feel quite good actually and then just ran 26 minutes so um, I (laughs) (laughs) basically didn't um but I did it by feel is what I did mm-hmm. but I liked the couch to 5k because um it it said to me you can go out and you can walk for a bit and run for a bit and that's fine you know you don't have to go out and just get frustrated so what it meant is every time I came back I felt really proud that I'd just done something mm-hmm. um and then I had that week off and I didn't go back and follow the program as such I just went out and said I'm just going to run for as long as I feel I can run for and not be in pain uh, with my back and everything. And and I didn't expect to go for that long. And then I got back and then the tester was the next day, was my back any worse? No, it wasn't. So um, I guess it was just about starting at a place where you don't feel like you're going to be disappointed and then going by feel from there. So... Yeah. Um, yeah my next goal is yeah to, i mean to get i don't i don't i mean i don't think i covered the 5k in 26 minutes i don't even know what the distance was so i guess the next goal would be to get up to running 5k's regularly and then up to a 10k and then i want to get back on trail um that's the next bit and then who knows in the future back up to marathons and all that jazzy crazy stuff but ages away i think
1: Well, yeah well see how it goes and what about kind of strength training and stuff like that is that kind of partly all these sort of physio exercises that you're having to do with your back and
0: yeah and it's so boring well it's, oh, no. so it's not the thing it's not actually boring every time I do it I really enjoy myself and I found this woman called um she's body fit by Amy and she's so American and um she just says things like good job mama and I'm like yeah <laughs> um and I thought it would really annoy me but she's really good and she has all these different levels so I started with her when I couldn't do a bridge and she's got all these classes that are free online and you can choose like if I've just got literally sometimes I had 12 minutes you know that's all i have um and so i'm trying to do that three three or four times a week and um and that has just helped enormously and i think the barrier was me thinking oh, that's not going to help is it you know just 20 minutes of, ex- of core stuff it's not going to make a difference yeah so it's basically lower limb stuff so it's a lot of bridges and crabs and glute activation and and i like doing it with her because she plays funky music and and talks while she does it so
1: yeah that's it. Have you been able to, because I never did this, but wait, have you ever been able to run with Storm? Have you done any of that?
0: Right, not yet. But that running buggy is, like, right, we sat her in it the other day and wheeled her around the living room. I mean, she's five months old and her head was, like, bobbling around. Well, she's definitely too young. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but um, I'm just waiting to the point where she can hold her head up and I feel comfortable, you know, where she can, she a bit of bumping will be all right. So I think we're probably another eight weeks away from it. Um, so, maybe when she's seven months, because they say between six to nine. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's quite a strong one. So, um, I, I think we'll be there. But I, I cannot wait because to me, running with a buggy, I'm like, A, childcare tick done, <laughs> yeah. B, exercise tick done, like outside time, mindfulness, and the other person gets a complete break.
1: Because
0: mm-hmm. me and Jay are pretty much like, he's probably like 60, 40 on the childcare. Like, he does, he's doing, he does a lot. So we just we just sort of passed the baby bat on through the day. Um, so the fact that both of us love running, um, we just can't wait. Although he, did, oh, he, he does say silly things like, I'm just going to put her in the sling and run with her in the sling. I'm just saying, Jay, you can't, like, no, this is not safe or healthy for our child. <laughs> so buggy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I never I never did it. I never I certainly you didn't. You did re-
0: do it. Why was that? Just you didn't I mean they were expensive as well.
1: It, yeah, Not I think dollar. it was it yeah, it was probably a number of factors. That was definitely one of them was expense. Um it was um the fact that I live on the side of a hill in the middle of Bath. So it's kind of oh. it, I'd need to put baby and Pram in the car, I think, and drive somewhere and then act and I had no like desire to do anything other than kind of survive and get through those few yes. months <laughs> <laughs> yeah I you on that one yes yeah but um, yeah I whenever I see particularly when I see adverts of yeah. women and running buggies or men if they're being trying to be progressive yeah and running buggies and babies that are fast asleep in them and you see these kind of yeah just gently gliding parents <laughs> and you think, oh that looks amazing I wish I did that but you know stuff, it. Oh, I don't think we stuff it.
0: no and also i think you've got to be fully prepared that you go through all the hassle like i probably have to go down to the Gloucester canal which is probably what a 10 minute run to get down there and i've got to be fully prepared that i'd get down there and storm be like okay i want to go home now my mate <laughs> you're just like I want to go for my run but you just have to go back like there's just no you know and um and jay and i have talked about in the future trying to do like a almost like a like a relay run so one of us is always running and then sometimes the baby will be there in the pram and other times so it's like we do a distance but maybe on a rail trail or something and I just thought but you have to play it by ear I'd love to do the whole thing with the baby in the pram but if they don't want to do it then
1: yeah there's no point
0: there's no point yeah it's got to be about them so yeah yeah, I'm not one of those glidey mummies I'm sure I'm I'm gonna be swearing and
1: (laughs) And oh, I'm, I'm really, really annoyed. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not I swear, of course, as evidenced by this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, and in the past year, not only have you been making babies, but you've been making books. Tell
0: Yay! me about your
1: books.
0: Books of babies, <laughs> my two favorite things. Yeah, um, well, right. I'm still trying to write Fair for Britain, which is uh, currently sitting on my laptop as this 150,000 words of <gasps> just. I mean, I just met so many people like I, I'm i trying to distill the stories and mm. basically turn it into. And so I'm kind of a third of the way where with the book, like in terms of draft, like it's just this mess of words. Um, so when lockdown hit, I stopped writing that because I just I just couldn't concentrate. And then I I did these live adventure storytelling sessions where I shared um Every Thursday night before the NHS clapping and swordsman mm. of banging, I went online and I shared a short story from an adventure I'd been on. That was something to do with like me and Jamie being in Canada or me joining him and running um, m- like marathons through uh, through the, the desert in Arizona and California in August. So we had to run through the night um, trying to rollerblade 100 miles around Amsterdam. <laughs> all these <laughs> with my friend joe <laughs> all these stupid things that i've done and never actually written down and uh yes yeah, so i shared a short story every week for 12 weeks and then i ended up turning them into a book and that's what just came out um a little bit of a while ago yeah so um yeah, it was a different book but people seem to love it and they
1: mostly love the cover so yeah the cover Which, is absolutely gorgeous and course, so, it?
0: so that's that so that's your fifth uh yeah, God, well done. Yeah, well done Esther. That is my fifth. Yeah. <laughs> that was one kid's too. book. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing it up uh one kid's book and four adults' books so far, yeah. So yeah number five which is it's it's nice it's nice but launch day is always such an anti-climax because you just go 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 and then you're there and you're like oh god I've got to work so hard to promote this thing now and let everyone else know it's actually out <laughs> so yeah. um it's like now the hard work starts um but I'm very proud of it and I'm also proud that I did something different to what my normal books would do and that it seems to be well received so that's just nice that's just nice
1: yeah that's lovely and that, so then the, the next
0: one will that be the barefoot one the next one it will 100 percent be the barefoot britain so i am yeah, come, on, at, come on anna come on what you've been doing <laughs> um so i'm sitting back down uh to start that I'll give myself a few weeks of break and then um writing is becoming a priority as of basically a, um start of june that mm-hmm. kind of time so um yeah i'm even trying to turn we've got this seat in the bottom of the garden and it's got like a cover on it and i'm trying to turn that into my writing space because i need somewhere to be able to go that's not the house to write um so yeah barefoot britain so hopefully that'll come
1: out sometime early 2022 all being well so yeah brilliant um and then and what about with your running so what's your what's your ambition now or, or even like with your cycling, I mean, you know, you you do all sorts of stuff, don't you? So what's, <laughs> do you have ambitions?
0: Yeah, I do. And um, and I guess it's just now because now we've got a bit. Beer beer, I think it's just it, it's about what's what's a realistic, fun adventure going to be like for me and also for us as a family. Mm-hmm. And I think the goal first off the bat would be once I've got my fitness back would be to go and do um, a multi-day run you know, like a A to B along a coastal path or something, but with, um, you know, Jamie and Storm in tow. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I'm not, I don't want to be away from Storm. I just, I, I I, just, I couldn't, I can't, like, I don't, I don't want that. So um, I think it's about working out how when either of us wants to do something, we fit the other one into it. Mm-hmm. um and so that would be the next goal i guess is some cool multi-day run and even before that it'd be about going away somewhere like scotland and me being able to like go off for the afternoon and go and explore some really cool trail um so i guess the horizons have shrunk a lot from you know long big solo adventures but equally then i think you just pay more attention you know it's just like the it is that still adventure to me it's just going to be it's just going to be different and in a way more accessible to people you know because people are not going to go and run across country. It's a very silly thing to do. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> I actually feel like it might connect me with the people that follow me a bit more, you know, because it, it's more, yeah, it's more realistic for, uh, you know, people with families to do and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I cannot wait. I just can't wait as to, oh, just
1: to get my trail shoes on and go and get muddy and smelly. <laughs> and what about Jamie? Does he, does he share, is it the same ambitions for him or is there anything? What's, what's he up to? Jason,
0: Jason and this is he's interesting but and and it's weird because we're in this whole new territory where we've only ever been together with one of us one or the other of us planning a long solo adventure mm. and working out you know how the relationship works like that and we were talking about this the other day I said to him what are you thinking then you know it was like we were checking in with each other like what are you thinking adventure wise and he's i'm i'm like i have these little ideas in my head and i can't quite you know there's so many that i then just like sift through them and pick one and do it he's like blank slate nothing and then it's like this massive adventure comes out of nowhere and it'll normally be in like a year or two's time but then everything goes towards that and then blank slate nothing Hmm. so he's not yet formed the idea of what that that adventure is um but he's potentially got a really cool thing going on with a travel company where I don't know if it will come off or not, but um, it's like a challenge they've set him. Um, so depending on what happens with COVID. So that's the next thing for him. But um, I think that's the way we are though. I'm very much like, I like all these little things to keep me excited. Whereas he can just do nothing except focus on the charity and his speaking, which he loves. Mm-hmm. Um, and only he's just written a new book as well. So that one's coming out in August, I think. So um, yeah, he, uh, Nothing too crazy from him yet. I'm just waiting though, because the silence scares me. What is going on in that brain?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. And what about, um, I mean, what's what's Storm going to be like? How are you going to raise a child into this adventurous family? I mean, I, do you have hopes for her? Do you, do, you, do you want her to be a particular kind of person?
0: Oh, that's a good question, isn't it? Do you know what? I, I want to be able to have the self-restraint to allow her to be whoever she wants to be. And that is going to be very, very difficult because I can already feel us going things like, oh, she's like this. And she's not, you know, she's not like anything. You know, she's five months old. She's, yes, she's got, she's got a personality. You can tell she's very strong-willed. But even in saying that, I'm going, well, is she? I want to constantly be able to check myself and go, am I impressing, uh, you know, parts of myself on her? Mm -hmm. if you see what I mean, like and trying to find that line between supporting her and like holding her but loosely enough so that she can kind of ping around like a ping pong ball, and just shape herself in that and if she needs me I'm there Um, and I think that's gonna be the biggest challenge but so I want her to be happy if I'm being honest, I just want her to be happy and I don't think that that means she needs to loads of money or go and do crazy things and run across countries or go to the Olympics I just want her to wake up every day and feel like fulfilled and happy and if that means she ends up owning an allotment you know and just like just being happy or whatever like I just yeah so um I think that's the challenge as a, as a parent isn't it you're trying to constantly hold back your barrage of
1: baggage oh my god it's such a challenge <laughs> I, you know I always think I was just thinking when you were saying that it makes me think of um You know, and absolutely fabulous. And Safi is the polar opposite of her mum. Yes. And I always think that is such a good example of parenting in a way, because clearly you've allowed your daughter to not, you know, you've not moulded, you've not tried to squeeze your daughter to become the person that that you are. And, yeah, I've do. i done exactly the same thing. I've I've put all these kind of little things, especially on my my first, on TED, and just sort of thought, yeah, he's like this, he's like this, he's like that, and it's kind of... Yeah. After a while, you just need to sort of step back and just go, you know what? Actually, I'm not entirely sure. I think that's me saying, I hope he's going to be that. I hope he's. Yeah. Yeah. There. And actually, you know, he's kind of finding his own path, I think. So, um, yeah. As yeah, they all should. So, um, yeah.
0: No, it's, it's only going to get more challenging as well. I mean, goodness me, when she makes it to being a teenager, like if I think back on my teenage years and my mum there was a textbook ripped in half and uh, my dad had to reconcile us at one point because I had the back half of the textbook in the living room and mum had the front half. in the, <laughs> Like that was me trying to do chemistry revision and that's where it ended up.
1: So, and we love each other dearly. So there's all that to come. Um, yeah. yeah I tough. think You know what? The thing I've, I think the, the thing I've learned is not to listen too much to other people's advice on the kind of child thing, because I think the very worst thing that anyone told me was uh, when I just, I'd just given birth and so I had like a week old baby or something and I remember putting on Facebook I said something like um I can't wait for that I've forgotten what the milestone is but they're supposed to it's like was it is it 12 weeks or something but when your baby is like no, I don't think it's even that. I think it's like eight, six weeks. Six. There's a six-week oh, the milestone. Six weeks. Yeah, there's a, oh, yeah, yeah
0: six-week or three-week. Yeah.
1: Know. So there's supposed to be this mega milestone at six weeks, which essentially indicates that, you're, you know, this is when your child is going to sleep through. This is when is going to lies, the lies, the lies. The lies. <laughs> and I remember putting on Facebook, when is, I can't wait for six weeks. And a very well-meaning person on Facebook responded to that and said, actually, to be honest, it's more like four months. Um, yeah, yeah. In your first week, <laughs> when every day lasts about four days, I was going, "Oh my god, I've got to wait four months, no. years." So that was the worst thing that anyone could possibly have said. And I think it's yeah, that kind but
0: of. Also, then you get to the four months, and it's like, and nothing's happened at four months yeah, except no. they've got a bit worse in <laughs> their sleep, and then better again. And then you're like, six months. It's the six months, and then yeah, no. I think you just realise this is carnage, just carnage until they're thirty, and then yeah. we'll work it out from there. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: It was fab to speak to Anna again. She's just the loveliest and most positive person you could hope to meet. And when it comes to pregnancy, birth and training, we need someone as frank as her in our lives, right? This podcast was recorded over Zoom. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Podcast listeners can claim the best discount we have for membership to Women's Running, which is 35% off that's less than two ninety five a month and for that you get our brilliant magazine and you also get loads of money off the sorts of stuff you love like fab kit nutrition and class memberships go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter wrpod at the checkout for your brilliant discount come and join women's running we'd love to have you with us